Our psalm this morning is Psalm 18. We'll be repeating or speaking verses 21 through 36, and that's on page 361. Morning prayer begins on page 3. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling place. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 is on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, verses, beginning with verse 21. The Lord rewarded me after my righteous dealing, according to the cleanness of my hands that he recompensed me. Because I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not forsaken my God as the wicked doeth. For I have an eye unto all his laws, and will not cast out his commandments from me. I was also uncorrupt before him, and ensued my own wickedness. Therefore the Lord rewarded me after all my righteous dealing, and according unto the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the holy thou shalt be holy, and with the perfect man thou shalt be perfect. With the clean thou shalt be clean, and with the forward thou shalt be forward. For thou shalt save thy people that are in adversity, and shalt bring down the high looks of the proud. Thou also shalt light my candle. The Lord my God shall make my darkness to be light. For in thee I have discomforted a host of men, and with the help of my God I shall leap over the wall. The way of God is an undefiled way. The word of the Lord also is tried in the fire. He is the defender of all them that put their trust in him. For who is God but the Lord, and who hath any strength except our God? It is God that girdeth me with the strength of war, and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet, and setteth me up on high. He teacheth mine hands to fight, and mine arms shall bend even a bow of steel. 
Thou hast given me the defense of thy salvation. Thy right hand also shall hold me up, and thy loving correction shall make me great. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I'm sorry, Robert, you're muted. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. <clears throat> Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So we went in to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress, and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man, his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also here seen him who sees me? Therefore the well was called the Bir Lahai Roy. Observe, it is between Kadesh and Barad. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Here ended the first lesson. <clears throat> Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths, and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then he arose from there, and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was, was accustomed, he taught them again. The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation God made them male and female. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. So he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Then they brought little children to him, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our, from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send the Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We have another um, story in Genesis today, like yesterday, that's sort of central to uh, a New Testament understanding of of uh, redemption, um, and our story today is against the backdrop that in the previous chapter God has uh, promised Abraham uh, many descendants, descendants like the stars of the sky, as we noted, stars that you see in a dark sky area. <clears throat> um, they're they're numerous. Also, the the metaphor of the sand of the sea, so many descendants. And so um, he goes on in life, him and Sarah, he promised sure he told Sarah, God said this will happen. And and so no child is coming and, and Sarah feels a little um, frustrated. And so this whole arrangement with Hagar, where um, we have to understand that Hagar is a slave girl. Uh, and in the ancient arrangement, um, she was subject to her mistress and this was very, uh, uh, I don't know how common it was, but it was an accepted ancient legal arrangement that a, a woman who could not have children could allow her slave girl to be with the husband and the children would be considered uh, her children. That's that's sort of the, the institution. This is not a, uh, th this is an arrangement that happened in, in the ancient world. And we should know that that though it's a you know not a, a, a virtuous arrangement or a, 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 a recommended one, um, we should note God's faithfulness to Hagar throughout the story, who becomes the victim. Hagar didn't ask to do this; she's told to do it, 
And then, you know, she does have a little bit of pride in her pregnancy uh, directed towards uh, Sarai. But um, when she's driven away, God meets her. Uh, and there's a little bit of um, play in this word in, in, the, in the literary sense between seeing, um, you know, uh, uh, Hagar sees, you know, and, and Sarah sees that she is despised by Hagar. And then Hagar's kicked out, and God sees Hagar, uh, recognizes her. But in any event, in the theological sense of this, um, this is picked up in the New Testament, specifically in Galatians 4.22, which will be our epistle for the fourth Sunday in Lent, um, that God has made a promise to Abraham that Abraham was received by faith. But now we move on to chapter 16, and Abraham tries to in you know in at the prompting of his wife um fulfill the promise of god in a human way okay i'm not having children so we hear let's do let's let's make it work this way and here's a child and later on we'll, we'll come to the point where of course god will again appear and say no it'll be uh, sarah will bear a son and so this this um in in the allegory that saint paul develops in galatians 4 um, again, our epistle for the fourth Sunday in Lent, um, Hagar represents the human attempt to fulfill the law, and uh, and and so Ishmael rep represents that. Whereas Isaac, who will be the the sons of son by promise, represents waiting and faith and, and trusting in God's power to save us. And um, this reminds us that we're saved by faith, but. We're called to, to, to believe in God for a lot of things for a long period of time. We're to trust him and how he's moving us forward. And faith requires a patient trust that God will fulfill his promises to us, even when there's no visible evidence in our current state of being that this will be the case. And I think this ties over then again into the, into the New Testament lesson especially this, this teaching on divorce, uh, which we won't get too deeply into, but just uh, as a sort of philosophical exception, uh, the, the divorce exception in many ways that Moses uh, gives uh, Israel and Jesus says it was because your hearts are hardened is another, how do we deal with the fact that doing what God calls us to do is hard? Well, we find a way out, you know, and, and it's, it's a compromise that is, is akin to the relationship that that uh, Abraham entered into to, 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 to with with uh, Hagar, and uh, and this relates to the idea to to what Jesus connects it with childlike faith, um, that unless you become like children that receive the kingdom of God like a child, you can't enter it. And that is, what does that mean? It, it, it sounds like innocent to mind, just be children, but it means to trust in the promise of God in such a way that you continue in those promises just because you just believe with childlike faith that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. But that perseverance requires that we believe through trial, that that it, there might be times when things that we're called to do in life and marriage and other places are hard, and we have to continue to trust and believe in God through that difficulty accepting the promise of God as a child. And that's really the key here overarchingly is that God has made his promise to Abram. He's going to do it. And Abram's got to hold on to that 
and he, you know, eventually come the, the promise is realized, even though Abraham tries it his own way. This is our lesson in life too. God promises to be with us and promises to provide for us and, and ultimately to save us is um, that there's a lot of interim things that come into our lives and make us doubt that promise and tempt us to go and figure it out our own way and hurry and make a provision. And we'll learn in the Christian life and the life of prayer that eventually okay, you could do that. It'll just cause you additional problems and it won't change anything about God's promise. God will still be faithful to do what he says he will do. And as we enter in the season of Lent, this is Shrove Tuesday. This is a you know, good story to meditate on, just holding on to the promise of God. And in Lent, as we detach from some things, some of the things we go to to make ourselves more comfortable as we hold on to the promise of God, we kind of get away from that. We learn to sit with Christ in the difficulty of life, holding on to his promise and letting him do his work in us, you know, as we just hold on, hold on to him and, and trust. Uh, that God will do what he says he will do. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. That it, <clears throat> that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, 
and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Robert, uh, Bishop, for a great message. Have a good Tuesday, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you this evening. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Oh, Thank you, bye, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks bye, kiddos. Have a Thank great you. day.